If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your short list. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. Thanks for coming along on the ride. Thanks for sharing with a friend. Thanks for checking out dmwpodcast.com where you can support the show. Check out our snarky merch. As always, we're brought to you by Jacob Supply, a great sponsor of the show. Quality building products at discounted prices. You got to go check them out, jacobsupply.com. We love that guy over there. Uh, Ships nationally, so no matter where you're at in the United States, give him a call. Check out the website. Cool. Um, Usually I say a few things, uh, maybe we get a little personal, but we're going to get right into it today because we have a heck of a guest. He's an entrepreneur, owner of Thrive 15 Business School, former U.S. Small Business Administration entrepreneur. We might have to touch on that as a small business owner myself uh, of the year, founder of the Reawaken America Tour, which is just 
amazingly popular. So we got to talk about that. And a political activist. It is Mr. Clay Clark. Clay, how are you, sir? Brother, I'm excited to be here with you. I really, I, I love your your program, your production, your your set, your <laughs> setup, what you're talking about. I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for uh, being here. Right off the top, I want to talk about the Patriotic Podcasters Conference. Uh, I do a lot of conferences. Um, I'm always kind of scanning the horizon to see what people are doing in that space. Can you um, give us a few minutes on that? Like, what what is that yeah. about? It looks interesting. Yeah. You got a lot of big guests coming. What is that? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, I do business conferences every two months and I've been doing that since 2005. So mm. my path was I built a, I grew up in Minnesota, rural Minnesota. I moved there when I was 12 years old, was born in Tulsa and I had uh, my family. We didn't have any money, grew up poor. And I built a massive entertainment company starting out of my parents' basement uh, called djconnection.com. I built it. We were doing about 4,000 weddings and corporate events per year. And I built a big bridal show or a big bridal exhibit show, trade show kind of thing. Uh, started a party rental company called Party Perfect and a big photography company called Epic Photos. And I say all that to say I was 24 years old, 25 years old, building all these successful companies. And uh, that was what I focused on. That was my focus was building successful companies. And uh, people started asking me, you know, could you teach me how to grow my business? And I didn't know, you know, really the world of public speaking or the world of motivational speakers or whatever. Yeah. And so I said yes. And I found myself going to these, you know, Las Vegas and Orlando and speaking to big groups, Hewlett Packard, yeah, O'Reilly Auto Parts, these kind of things. And uh, I would find that they want you to teach in an hour something that really required a day. And so I thought to myself, you know, at some point, I'm just going to invite people to my office and teach them how to start and grow a successful company. I had no idea I'd become friends with Eric Trump. I had no idea I'd become friends with General Flynn. I'd have, I had no idea that, you know, the reality we live in today would happen. And so uh, General Flynn contacted me at a certain point and he said, hey, this is about three years ago, four years ago. Hey, I know you do business workshops. Um, you know, what if we team up together and we teach people how to grow their podcasts? Because I know you do that as a service. Could you help teach people? I said, yeah, sure. So we don't charge anybody for this. So it's it's sort of an altruistic attempt to uh, uh, empower, educate, uh, I don't know if motivate, but it's more of a walking podcasters through the mechanics of how do you reach a broader audience? And mm. so we'll bring in General Flynn and Mike Lindell. And this is our third installment of this event. And it's a event where anybody who's watching right now, if you want to come to this and you are a podcaster, uh, you're going to love it. And uh, there's no charge, no upsell. I'll serve you lunch both days. And you say, well, why would you do it? I'm just trying to save our country like like you and your listeners are. And so I feel like this is the best thing I can do is to help empower investigative journalists and broadcasters. And that, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So we didn't talk about this pre-show too much, but I do want to touch on this because it seems like the Trump administration and those kind of in that circle, including you, uh, really understand the power of alternative media, grassroots. Um, in 2017 and 18, as an elected county commissioner, I was invited to the White House with uh, 50 other local elected officials, uh, met with Trump and his cabinet. Uh, he did it two years in a row. The only president to ever do it then or or since. And it's pretty insane that that administration understands the power of grassroots. And I, I include podcasting, alternative media in that. Um, and it sounds like that's what's still going on, that they understand that there's other avenues out there. Well, you know, you're, you're 100% accurate. I'm going to give an example of something that I thought was very interesting that happened in the last uh, two days. Uh, Tucker Carlson appeared on the primetime Alex Stein show, mm -hmm. and uh, he mentioned, he said, hey, now I'm quoting, how did Building 7 fall down? 
you know, this was, yeah. you know, again, yeah. a lot of your listeners, a lot of people have looked into 9-11 and they're going, you know, that building wasn't hit by a plane. If you believe that narrative, it wasn't hit by a plane. So how did building seven fall down? Now I'm not Tucker Carlson, but Tucker brought it up. Yeah. And now it's like a trending most top of mind story. And for so many, I would call them truthers. They're going, I've been talking about this for 20 consecutive years. Sure. How is sure. it possible that it's just now trending? Well, it's because primetime Alex Stein and Tucker Carlson, who are independent media now, they are talking about it. And so that's what's happening at scale. Um, topics like BRICS, you know, the de-dollarization, that would not have been talked about on the mainstream media this year. And it hasn't been talked about on the mainstream media this year. But now through independent media, I would argue that many conservatives now know about BRICS and the attempts to de-dollarize. And so, or the narrative in Ukraine or the narrative at the border. I mean, just, just as ex two more examples here, Ukraine, as yeah. an example, Ukraine, Putin, bad, Ukraine, good. That's the mainstream media. <laughs> Putin, bad. Ukraine, good. Well, then you look at Zelensky, the head of Ukraine, and you're like, why does he have a satanic advisor by the name of Marina Abramovich, yeah. who he has yeah. decided to invite to be an ambassador? Okay. So why was he a, a, a cross-dressing dancer guy, that being Zelensky? Why is Zelensky praying to a crystal wall of crying, quote-unquote, the wall of crying in Ukraine? Why is he wearing sweatpants while showing up to meet with, you know, our elected officials to get billions of dollars? Why are we spending more money in Ukraine protecting them than we are to protect our own border? And you start to say, ah, well, those kind of questions weren't even allowed to be asked yeah. before. Yeah. And in my opinion, yeah. the the, the, perp, the purpose, I hate to use the word opinion because we all have opinions and I don't put a lot of validity in opinions, but the purpose of a, uh, a journalist is to ask questions yeah. and to yeah. seek the truth. And so if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus Christ, who I'm a big fan of, um, <laughs> we are too. The, we are too. his mom and dad are asking the question, hey, yeah, hey, Jesus, where'd you go? You know, young Jesus. And he was like, I was in my father's house doing my doing my parents, you know, doing my, my father's business. I was in the temple. And, but remember, Jesus went missing for three days and its parents said, where were you? That, and then that, that's not like an offensive thing for his parents to ask the question. They want to know, where were you? And he's like in the temple doing my father's business. And again, it's he's at it, but it, somehow it's become in our culture. It's mean to ask, you know, where was Jesus during those three days? It's it's mean to ask. And, and we're, we're it's called secular humanism, where you put feelings over God's laws, where feelings become the ultimate authority. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You're in that space. In Does that it ever space. just become uh uh, annoying that people have such short-term memories. I mean, the Ukraine thing, we go back three years and you have the left accusing, you know, Trump of quid pro quo. And there's 30 years of, in Ukraine, 30 years of, of, of just absolute crimes going on and, and scandal. And then we in the mainstream media goes, Oh, just forget all that. Now we're, we're pro this or pro that. Um, and it seems like the masses have very short-term memories, which is always very frustrating well, to me. Well, and I, and I'm not gonna, uh, I'll comment on how I look at the world. And this is probably just, a unique perspective. Hopefully somebody out there can relate to this. I think God is extremely disappointed in me. Mm. Like, you know, so I, I, I know that I don't deserve heaven. You know, I've got five great kids. I've got one incredible wife. Every day is a gift. And I, and I don't deserve grace. I don't deserve eternal life. And I, and I look at it that way with like a yeah. self-deprecation that many would describe as unhealthy. 
Um, but you know, so people say, well, you know, Clay, you built all these successful companies. Well, 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 I look at it as every day we have is a gift from God, and what we do with that day is a gift to God. So I'll work really hard because the Hebrew word for work is worship. Yeah. And worship is work. And I think we're supposed to work as unto the Lord. And I think God patterns those things in Genesis and Exodus, this idea about working as unto the Lord, work six days, rest seventh. I'm a big, but at the end of the day, where does all the credit go to? Yeah. Uh, anybody who's self-aware, you give that credit to God. So we talk about being annoyed. I'm annoyed with myself. I'll just start right there. I'm annoyed with myself yeah. and the perpetual jackassery that that fills my mind what, what am i saying the jackassery i'm saying this perpetual desire i have in within me to not be grateful to not be self-aware to not be self-deprecating and i have to remind myself every morning and i try to do it every single morning and remind myself that i am nothing if we were keeping score it's jesus a million points clay clark zero yeah. so i just encourage everybody out there you know, have that mindset now as far as the short-term memories you know i was reading last night the book of Daniel. And Daniel, I mean, if you read that, it's pretty powerful. Uh, Daniel had a prophecy about the fourth kingdom where they mixed the miry clay with the iron. Sounds a lot like transhumanism. But sure. also, I mean, think about this. You know, you got these three homeboys that Nebuchadnezzar wants to throw into the fire, and they say, hey, whether God saves us or not, we're not going to bow down to you. And I, and I read that as early as this morning, so like four hours ago, and I still find myself at 938 Central on today going, Man, the persecution we're getting as patriots is pretty tough. Yeah. And I almost yeah. forgot what I learned this morning. Yeah. No, absolutely. Putting it in perspective, and we've talked about that verse quite often. It's one of my favorites. God will save us. God can save us. But even if he doesn't. So there's a trust and sovereignty there and who God is uh, to protect his people, uh, no matter how it turns out. So, yeah, great pull of that verse. So talking about that as believers, what what should we uh, what should we be looking at what should we be uh learning i i know some uh, christians go hey look man i'm just gonna stick my head in the sand go to church i'm in my prayer closet i don't need to engage uh christ is coming back one day and then you have some more like me that are like no let's get active let's let let's be yeah. locally elected officials let's hold conferences let's uh go engage in the marketplace what should we be doing as Christians, in your opinion, and what should we yeah. be paying attention to? Should we be getting into a little bit of the conspiracy stuff, which I just call truth that hasn't come out yet, it seems like, the last couple of years? What's your opinion on that? Well, for, I think we, if we're looking for our occupation as Christians, I think we open our Bible to Luke chapter 9, verse 5. That's kind of where we find our 9 to 5 job. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke chapter 9, where Jesus tells you know his apostles, hey, I want you guys to go house to house, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils. Don't bring a bunch of stuff with you. But uh, And if you get rejected, just shake the dust off of your sandals. Now, I'm paraphrasing. It's healthy for everyone just to read Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 5. In fact, read the whole thing if you want. But I would just encourage <laughs> you to read Luke because you're going to see that's our job as Christians. I would call that the Great Commission. That's what we're supposed to do. Now, as far as um, what, what I believe we're supposed to do right now, is um and, and as it relates to right now, I think we open our Bible to First Thessalonians chapter four. Um, the Bible tells us not to be asleep as those who have no hope. We're not supposed to be asleep. We're supposed to be awake. Um, we're supposed to help wake people up before that great and terrible day of the Lord. You can read about in the book of Joel. So that's First Thessalonians chapter four. So what I'm doing right now, and I'm not saying that this is, I'm not the arbiter of what you should be doing, but um, what I what I'm doing is every day I ask God, you know, how can I wake up the most number of people? Yeah. So uh, as an example, the Bible in uh, Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through four, it's very clear that when the Euphrates River dries up, the false prophet will show up and the kings of the East, a.k.a. China and Russia will team up. 
So I look at it as, well, the Euphrates River is drying up. False prophet Yuval Noah Harari, he is showing up. This guy, this guy, this guy, he sold 45 million <laughs> copies of his books in the past two years. He's praised by Obama, Zuckerberg Gates. He's calling for rewriting the Bible using AI. He wants to put surveillance under your skin. He wants to ban the eating of meat. I mean, this guy wants to change the times and the laws. He really seems like he's applying to be the Antichrist prophet. I'm not sure what position he has, but it seems like he's applying for that position. And so what I try to do is go, hey, look, the Bible prophesied the beginning and the end. It tells us the beginning and the end. God's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, history has to do with his story. So I believe that we as Christians are supposed to point out to people the profundity of the current events that we're living in, and we're living through the fulfillment of 27% of the Bible, which is prophetic. 73% of the Bible is historical. And our job is to point out, hey, this is what's happening. This is what the Bible says about it. And we, as it's starting with me and you, we need to be right with God because we want to be prepared for when he returns. And that's how I would look at it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one of the best ways to wake people up is to get involved in local things. And so when I did, I told my wife, if they do a lockdown in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the center of the Bible Belt, if they try to lock down the city with the most churches per capita of anywhere else in America, I will sue the mayor of Tulsa. Yeah. And I yeah. will turn my building into a church and I'll fly in a pastor if I have to every week. because I'm not a pastor. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. Yeah. And then that became um, it grew and grew. And every single Thursday, just consistently having our events, then it grew from these weekly town halls into a Reawaken America tour event with General Flynn. And now 23 events later, now it's got this certain momentum where you know we reach about two million people with every event we do. And now you're seeing folks like Roseanne and Jim Brewer and Cash Patel and Laura Trump and Bobby Kennedy Jr. I mean, so many of these people that are always called truth seekers, yeah. they're all starting to arrive upon the same conclusion. Yeah. And I look at it as though as if you start to pursue the truth, you'll eventually run into the Bible. Yeah. So my job is to share the truth, put the lines in the water. You want to learn about medical fraud, election fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud, mainstream media fraud. Uh, wow. You want to learn about all that? Celebrity fraud, Hollywood fraud. At the end of the day, you end up getting back to God. And so that's what I'm trying to do through the Reawaken Tours. And so um, June 7th and 8th, open invitation for you and your listeners. Um, we, we let people name their price. And so if anybody does go to time to freeamerica.com, I'm not attacking anybody who's making a profitable conference during the reawakening, but I, I, I have not found a way to do that. I let people name their price because I want everyone to be able to afford to go. Yeah. Um, and so we yeah. pack 70 speakers uh, over two days. And if you go to time to freeamerica.com, um, you're going to meet a lot of people who frankly love shows like yours. Yeah. Awesome. You know, you're really part of this wave and I know you were doing this before COVID, but even post COVID where we saw churches fold uh, and then we saw churches stand strong and now three, four years removed, you're starting to see even leftists and progressives that you once thought were kind of on that side. Look at those churches that stood strong and agreeing on principle in what can be shut down and what can't. You even just mentioned like a Jim Brewer or Roseanne who might've been more moderate or left they're referencing uh, churches and Christians who, who basically rose to the example of what is the authority of God and what is the authority of the government. And unfortunately, the government has no authority in the church. And it's, it's really crazy to me because for the past 50 years, uh, you know, Western Christianity, Big Eva, has kind of bent over to the government, to the secular culture, and said, well, we'll, we'll do what makes us feel accepted by the culture. And all it took was a very few, you know, an, 
a remnant, if you will, of believers to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do this. And now all of a sudden the floodgates are open. You see Gen Z seeking after truth, um, looking at theology differently, looking at churches differently. And it really was a lesson of it only takes a minority of people to stand firm to really change the majority, which I hope this catches on in Western Christianity. And I thank you for being part of that. I think you're part of that kind of minority that's saying, no, we're not going to bend or break. Uh, this is what we believe in. We're seeking after truth. And come along for the ride if you want to. It's a lot more fun over here, by the way. You know, I'm finding is that I think a lot of Americans are following the Joe, Joe Rogan calls his show the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. I think a lot of people are living through almost vicariously through the Joe Rogan experience or through the uh, uh, Jim Brewer experience where, you know, it's Joe Rogan the other day on his show. He stops the show. And a lot of people have seen this clip. He stops the show. Now it's a live show where they're not editing, but he says, hey, hey, hey. We need to read the book of Revelation. Let's read. Let's read chapter thirteen. <laughs> I saw and see that. What it I says. saw that. Yeah, because he had a guest on his show who was pontificating about what he thought it said, and he's like, "Hey, let's pull that up." And he keeps doing that. You know, the other day he was talking about Ezekiel on his show. Um, he he just keeps referencing the Bible. Um, he's now talking about the Nephilim on his show, yeah. which were the fallen angels that mated with humans, which, by the way, folks, um, these disgusting creatures were filling the earth, and that's why Noah decided to do the flood. Um, he's starting to look into the origin of words. you know. Yeah. So when you read in the Bible, before the flood, the earth was fulfilled, was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness, and the Hebrew word for perpetual violence and wickedness is Hamas. And so you know, <laughs> Joe Rogan's starting to see these conclusions where he's starting to go, hey, why are they wanting to put, put programmable currency out there called the central bank digital currency? And, and, and why does it involve the MIT quantum dot? By the way, look that up, folks. It's incredible. Just have an MIT quantum dot. It's mm. a technology that stores your medical and financial records under your skin. And the only frame of reference that he can find that, that somehow allows him to put this idea in this box, it's almost like... There's a grocery store and there's a fresh shipment of eggs and and Joe Rogan's working in the store going, where do the eggs go? And they go over here in the in this area where it's refrigerated. And he goes, OK, he walks over there and he's like, whoa, that's the book of Revelation. Then there's another delivery and Joe Rogan's going, where, where does this go? Where, where does the milk go? And they go over here. And he's like, oh, that's in the book of Genesis. And he's starting to find how everything fits together yeah. in almost a reverse yeah. path yeah. to Christianity. Yeah. So many of us, you know, we learn the Bible and we try to find proof of it in the world. I think he knows the world and he's finding how it connects to the Bible. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah, I, th yeah. I think when I, wickedness is so open and so in your face, it can drive people to truth, which is found in the Word of God. Yeah. So as yeah. so as we wind this down here a little bit too, I want to touch on this. We're in an election year. Uh, you are in the circles of national politics. I'm a little more local. So just kind of want to get an update from you. We're looking at probably Trump Biden again. Um, do we have anything to be? Look, I'm in Michigan. I know we say undisclosed location at the top of the show, but we've been on the air four years. People can figure out where I'm at. I was in a state that uh, I went to bed with Trump leading by 400,000 votes. And then an hour later, we found, you know, or 200,000 votes and we found 400,000 or whatever those numbers were. Also from a state that had a secretary of state, uh, or I'm sorry, a, a local clerk in prison. Uh, two years earlier for forging over 5,000 votes. So uh, election uh, fraud does happen for anyone who has that you know, agenda that says, hey, it's all on the up and up. 
you know, we're all good. It never happens. It happened right here in my state two years prior. But my thought is, do we have anything to worry about going into that? How are you looking at the race? What do you think Trump's chances are? Just kind of give us an overview of that since you're in that world. Well, I mean, if you start with Trump for a second, I mean, I, I disagree with him about Operation Warp Speed. Mm. I disagree about mm. the idea of putting RNA modifying nanotech inside people. I think he was deceived. Mm. Um, I do agree with him about the wall. I do agree with Trump about the economy. I do agree with Trump. I think Trump did more for the First Amendment uh, than almost any president I could think of. Um, he stood up for the church. He put three conservative Supreme Court justices uh, in in a position where they could overturn Roe versus Wade. I, I think he's been very pro-Christ, very pro-Israel. So he checks all those boxes. And I think right now you're seeing, if you go down to El Salvador and you look at their recent election where over 80% of the people voted for the freedom-loving, anti-globalist uh, president there for re-election. Yeah. If you look at Argentina and you look at uh, Malay and you look at the people of Argentina coming out in favor of a man who speaks openly against um, the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. I think that's the sentiment of the people around the world. Freedom-loving people, turns out they love freedom. So that being yeah. said, I think if you look at the polling data, and, and just this is a, a kind of ridiculous story, but I was in Breckenridge on a ski lift. I love talking to ski lift people because I don't ski, but I go in those gondolas where you can theoretically <laughs> ski from, but I don't because I'm afraid of heights. But I go up there and I kind of look, look, look at the view and I'm on the gondola and I talk to the guy next to me. And I said, hey, we're gondola friends. We'll probably not ever talk to each other again. So I just want to ask you no judgment. Who are you voting for? Right. And the guy says, oh, oh I got I mean, he says this is, this is what he says. He says, I, I got to be honest. I, I don't I don't do politics, but I, I mean, I. It's not that I like what he says all the time, but I'm going to have to vote for Trump. I, I I wasn't a Trump guy. I was more of a, you know, but I he I, it just can't get worse. I'm going to go with Trump. Yep. So I go to the guy next to him and they're friends. And I go, what about you? He goes, oh, Trump all the way. I mean, it, it just it couldn't be worse. You know, then there's a guy on the on this gondola from Argentina. Mm. And he says, you need to vote for Trump. He's he, that's Trump. He's just the only he's a, you don't understand hyperinflation. And he starts talking about hyperinflation in Argentina. And, you know, so then I go to this local restaurant. You get to the top of the, I think it's like uh, peak nine or something. I go to the little restaurant there. I ask the waitress, who are you voting for? Blue hair, purple hair, the whole thing. Trump. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I just, I hate to say it, but it's like, it's, it's the economy's getting so rough. And even though I don't agree with a lot of what he says, you got, cause people in America that don't believe in God, yeah. They do believe in their wallet. Yeah. And so I think most Americans who are completely secularized are going, well, we probably should go with Trump. There's a certain a pendulum swing there. So I see that happening. I also see that the nefarious, godless globalists who've been planning the Great Reset since at least 1971. In 1971, America moved off the gold standard per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. Yeah. In 1971, the World Economic Forum was founded per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And in 1971, this is crazy, well, America began exporting jobs to China per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And 1971, America began sacrificing babies to bail. Uh, that's the idea of abortion. Sure. In 1971, the book Rules for Radicals got released. So there's all this stuff that indicates that 1971 was a big kickoff party for these Luciferians. And I know that King Charles started a seven-year countdown clock to Agenda 2030. Mm. So they're not going to just stop. So I personally think the, the insanity or the jackassery will increase much like you saw in Michigan where you had Governor uh, Whitmer, I mean Whitmer, who actually, <laughs> yeah. her husband went to rent a boat. Yeah. He went to rent a, rent a boat. I know in Michigan people say, it's a boat. It's a boat. Not, I'm not saying a boat, uh, as a, as a, as, but it, it, he, he actually went to rent, he, he rented a boat 
um, during the peak of the lockdown and then tried to play it off like he was joking around. Then you had your governor banning paint. Yeah. And people in Michigan are going, tomato, tomato seeds. Yeah. Tomato seeds, plants, <laughs> paint. And, and she was doing all this to make life a living hell for the Michiganders so that the great people in Michigan would want to just take the shot. That, that's what she was trying to do. She's trying to make it so painful to not take the shot that people would clamor for the shot. So I think that's going to be the same kind of mentality here. And I think that, that this disease X that was spoken about at the World Economic Forum, yeah. where they brought out a witch doctor to symbolically kick off day one of their days at the World Economic Forum, I believe they're going to do an even crazier, more satanically, satanically inspired push to somehow stop us from having a fair election. Yeah. So let me ask you this before we quickly touch on the reawaken tour as well, too. So do you believe, cause this is what I see. Do you believe the, the blatant kind of disregard for the intelligence of the masses by the elites and the kind of shove it down your throat agenda they have and, and the alternative uh, in grassroots media, do, do you, do you think that, that's going to be their downfall. Do, are they combating alternative media? We see censorship and things like that, but I just feel like they're so blatant. They just come right out. And if you're looking, you can see them. They'll tell you straight up what they want to do. Well, we, we want you to own nothing and absolutely love it. We want these carbon taxes. We want all these things. Do you think that'll be a downfall? Or do you think people are going to fall in line? Or do you think kind of what's going on right now is we're going to see a resurgence of people going, no, I'm going to, I'm a, there's some pushback coming. I'm going to attack myself again. Uh, you know, I was a former disc jockey and I built a majorly successful company as a DJ. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to wear headphones and I would listen to the lyrics. Oh, you know, cause we're doing 4,000 events a year. So I'm like listening to the lyrics of Jay-Z, Kanye, Bieber. And I'm listening. And after about, I don't know, 4,000 times of hearing the same song, it occurred to me, I think there's something satanic, <laughs> lascivious, Jezebelian, perverse, going on with music. Then, just like everybody else out there, I've seen movies, a lot of movies, and it's hard to find a sex scene with a married couple. Yeah, really hard to find uh, a romantic love scene or whatever with a married couple in a movie. But yet, I kept listening to the music. Yet yeah. we keep going to the movies. Yet yeah. we keep showing up at Disney despite the things we learn. We keep sending our kids to the Marxist to the Marxist indoctrination camp known as college. So I would just say is despite logic, many of us continue to do the dumb thing. Yeah. And in the Bible, God asks yeah. us to choose life, not death, but still many people choose death. So I hope, I'm hoping that people wake up. But I don't know that we will because, again, I was a disc jockey playing lascivious satanic pop music for over a decade of my life. And it took me a long time to draw the conclusion of, wow, this music appears to be satanically inspired. But it took <laughs> yeah. me a decade to have that thought. So um, I hope people wake up faster than I did. Yeah, absolutely. All right, final question. Why do we need the Reawaken uh, America Tour? Well, I think that the Reawaken America Tour serves as a wake-up call for people that want to know the truth about election fraud, medical fraud, monetary fraud, mainstream media fraud, Hollywood fraud. I mean, I can go on and on. And it's people uh, need to to kind of like pull the thread and go, "Wow, I didn't know that was there." Or and so when people come to the Reawaken Tour, what's happening is we have 70 speakers over 2 days. And by the way, if you go to time to freeamerica.com, you can always name your price when you request a ticket. You can always name your price. It's 2 days, 70 speakers. But you're going to see pretty much all of Trump's inner circle. Laura Trump, Eric Trump, Don Jr., 
Cash Patel, Peter Navarro, they're all there. But then you see people like, uh, you know, Jim Brewer. You see people like Roseanne, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Richard Bartlett, Dr. Insert the name of the doctors. And they're just, they're, what we're all doing here is we're trying to wake people up so that we have an awake uh, electorate headed into the election, a, a group of people. So we have a lot of people that come to our events that I would describe them as left of center, like tree hugging left of center. Yeah. Uh, I find there's a lot of uh, independence. There's a lot of libertarians, which is what I would identify as. A lot of that ilk shows up at our events, and they all come to the same conclusion of, wow, you know, Trump really isn't the, the, the candidate of the Republican Party as much as he's the, the candidate of common sense. And yeah. so I feel like everybody needs to wake up there quickly. So if you go to timetofreeamerica.com again, June 7th and 8th, Detroit, Michigan will be in your backyard. And again, I'm saying this on air so all your listeners can hold me accountable. I will get you a great media booth space, no charge if you want to come. And for any of the broadcasters and podcasters listening, I never charge media for a booth. I know a lot of events will charge you $20,000 or more to have a booth. No charge. If you also have a, if you're a vendor, like you have a solution that you want to provide for people, we have those available. And again, you can name your price. So it's affordable for all the families. Awesome. All right. Before we get out of here, where can people find you if they want to follow you on socials? Best place to go is rumble.com and search for the Thrive Time Show. Rumble.com, search for the Thrive Time Show. I'm pretty much in the air everywhere, but rumble.com, in my opinion, has been the most um, uncensored platform over these past four years. And uh, we have a quite a large following and growing there on uh, the rumble.com channel that the Thrive Time Show on rumble.com. All right, guys, we'll make sure we link this up uh, on the episode, too, so you can just click on that if you want to check him out. Clay, thanks so much for stopping by, taking some time, and talking to us today. Thank you for lowering your standards and letting me be here with you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. As always, check us out at dmwpodcast.com. Tell a friend. Let's glorify God. Remember, chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. God bless. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.